Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize, brought to you by Forged Irish Stout. Ross. Are you intoxicated or something? Introduce the guest, man. It is the only woman signed to the UFC from the island of Ireland. It is the one and only Mama B, Shauna Bannon. Shauna, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Doing yeah, good. Doing, feeling very forged. Very forged. Very forged. Yeah. <laughs> Smooth and creamiest in the game. You know what I mean? It, it, if you want to point this forge Irish out, you'll see Sean Abandon pouring them in the black forge in from time to time. I'm actually leaning on. With the UFC gloves on. One lesson. Even one lesson. I was on the ball. I was like, yeah, the little angles and all. I have it. <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. No, no mess. No mess. Look, you know, the technique is flawless in, in and outside the octagon, you know? <laughs> that's it that's... there we go man. oh bartender next <laughs> uh, I'll stop the lights stop the lights but uh, come here Shauna uh, obviously uh, we might as well get straight into it you are scheduled to compete on the 30th of March in Las Vegas and um, that fight doesn't seem to be happening anymore do you want to tell us what happened yeah 23rd of March is off um, oh. I was my first weekend to camp and I was supposed to rest on the Sunday and I didn't because I hate resting and I went early to drill and I was literally drilling and it was a freak accident. I My leg got caught and the body landed on top of me and I tore my meniscus and it flipped back around on itself. So went, got the MRI. Very hard to get an MRI in Ireland, by the way. Ordeal. Mm. Anyways, went, eventually got an appointment, went to get the MRI and um, went in and the girl was like, do you have extensions in your hair? And I was like, yeah. She was like, we can't do the MRI. Bearing in mind, I had rang every place in the country. I was nearly gone to England to get an MRI because mm. I couldn't get one. It was ridiculous. She's like, you need to take your extensions out. So I had to go back home, get my extensions, take it out, go back in, get the MRI. Then I met the surgeon and he was like, yeah, you need surgery. He was like, it's just going to be one of them things that will cause you niggles for the rest of your life. I couldn't even put pressure on my foot because the way it tore, it didn't just tear, like the, it flipped around. So mm. it was just fucked. So we had to shave it off. I only had to wait a week for the surgery. So I'm nearly five weeks into my rehab now. I'm pretty much able to do nearly everything already. Um, so it's been really fast recovery and successful surgery. So I'm happy with everything. Um, Just unfortunate that I'm out of this fight. I was hopeful that they might have keeping the same opponent. Um, but I get like she won or well she drew our fight in the contender series that was months ago so she's probably eager to fight mm. as well so we may fight again further down the line i was hopeful that they just maybe drag it out a couple of shows um but yeah i'm I'm eager to get back in I, i'm probably be back grappling next week or the week after um and then other than that i can pretty much do everything i can still do pads was like two days later i was doing a full leg workout like so i got straight back into it there was no waiting around um yeah so that's the crack with that yeah, Shauna, was that the worst injury of your career so far? Yeah, like I've been lucky. Like I think other than that, I've only really broken my nose and that's like, you can still pretty much do everything when you break your nose, do you know what I mean? Like you just yeah. avoid contact for a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, definitely the worst one. I think jiu-jitsu on the knees isn't the one. It was actually, I was wrestling. I was doing a wrestling movement and uh, my leg just got caught and it literally, the weight came in on top. I knew straight away it was something bad because I couldn't put pressure on my foot. Uh, and with that, uh, obviously, you were expected to start your own redemption story back, back, uh, looking to get back in the win column. Uh, how much of an effect did that have on you personally, knowing that that date was pushed out? Do you know what, lads? Like, I think my last fight, like, I don't think I've ever, like, had a loss like that before. It was really, I was offered a contract to the UFC. I nearly wasn't getting it. Then I eventually got released from Invicta, got the contract, and then I felt like I was just in the cage. And Bruce Buffer was in front of me calling my name out, and it was just, I was getting dragged here, there, and everywhere throughout the camp. It was a short camp anyway, and I was getting dragged everywhere for, I wasn't able to focus on myself and focus on the job that needed to get done. Um, and yeah, like, sorry for interrupting, but like you were getting posted everywhere. Like you were on with, with TNT, like, like all over Instagram, like it was just you they were promoting you like anything it was uh I'm, I'm not surprised yeah no and come here like i didn't i didn't feel at the time it was only after mm. reflecting back i was like what the fuck like on the fight day itself i they were doing an embedded series on me because it was like free a debutant 
and they were like, uh, Paddy the Baddy done one and it got so many views and it'd be really good. And like, it, what I didn't have to do it, they asked me and me and Paddy sat down and we're like, yeah, let's do it. But like, looking back now, I probably shouldn't have done that because I woke up, they were in my bedroom, came to breakfast for me, they were there when I was packing my bag. Like I'd normally have a little nap on fight day and just my whole routine was different. Then I got to the arena, I got drug tested. So, and I was like the second fight, so we literally got there there was a big delay with traffic because getting through london was mental so mm. we we're only there i got drug tested you have to fill out all the forms all the supplements all the everything that took ages and i wanted to be just focusing on my fight it was doing all that then i went in and they were you're open 20 minutes so i literally got to do like three tills with paddy on the pads and collie and it was just like go and like you know like normally you're waiting at the door to walk and you're waiting ages and the nerves kick in and everything i was numb like i wasn't nervous mm. i wasn't anxious i wasn't excited i wasn't anything i was numb like i was actually it was like an outer body experience i was just numb so like there was a lot that i learned from it but it was it was very tough and then like it was a long stretch to not have a fight either like that's why i went and i done the worlds in jiu-jitsu mm. because like i need competition like i since jace was born i had 11 fights he only went three before christmas i've been in fight camp since my son is born mm. alongside rearing him and doing everything that you have to do to be a sing like alongside a single mother and it was just go 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 and then i probably didn't digest a lot of things in the first three years of his life and then when i got to slow down it was like everything just came to the surface and yeah i had a bad few months like i did but um and then i thought when i got the fight signed and i was like i'm on the other side of it mm. come back and then that injury happened so um get emotional sorry for yeah it's been a i'm crying thing. as well sean i'm crying as well <laughs> <laughs> um like i always say everything happens for a reason and sometimes i don't see it now it sometimes takes a few months or a few years mm. even but i know why that happened with this fight i i needed that injury there's a lot going on in my personal life and i wasn't ready to go into a fight camp to i wouldn't have been able to give it 100 mentally a fight camp right now so yeah well, i want slow down one thing we did see was you got an award there recently. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the the mayor award that was for winning the the worlds in jiu jitsu. So, uh, like the speech he gave was lovely because like he was going back to me kickboxing days and the fact that I'm world champion three sports and it was lovely. I had all my friends and family there. It was lovely evening. And I don't think like that's not really something that happens often with um, MMA because I think MMA gets a little bit of hate, I suppose, uh, mm. in comparison to other sports. So it was it was really nice to get that recognition for the MMA kickboxing and jiu-jitsu together. Yeah. Ross, we were disappointed not to be invited, weren't we? <laughs> you know what? Like I actually I actually didn't know how big of a thing it was until I got there. And like there was food for about 100 people and i was like i only asked a few people i felt bad then i was like i could have asked the whole bleeding nation <laughs> like it was a thing but i didn't realize how big of a thing it was until it was happening and i was like shit why didn't i ask more people <laughs> yeah we we asked patty and chelsea could we come and they said no didn't they ross <laughs> <laughs> shit storm <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, stop the lights! Stop the light. No, but look, obviously incredible to win. Obviously, like you're an inspiration to many, especially you uh, amongst the Tyler area as well. So that's that's great to see that you've been uh, recognised, but by your own people as well, which I suppose is that little bit more special. And uh, I'm I'm sure that was a proud moment from uh, from your dad as well. For uh, obviously he runs Tyler Martial Arts. So uh, what what did he say to you on the day? Ah, uh, he was delighted because the. TMA was actually in a couple of weeks before because there was a few that won the Worlds in kickboxing mm. so they got one a few weeks before and that he was delighted he was over the mill he's always proud of me yeah. and the cop absolutely yeah I suppose one thing I did want to touch on obviously you were saying you were having a bit of a tough time and the injury came maybe you weren't ready for this fight but uh, one person you're very very close with who had a tough time in recent but has turned it around uh, Meatball Molly McCann what have you what have you taken from seen what molly's gone through and how she's come through that on the other side it's just inspirational because like realistically she should have just fucking walked away from it ages ago with the like the hate that she gets online like it's mm. it's fucking mental like i just i don't get it because she's fucking doing our country proud doing everyone around her proud like she's literally she went down she could have just said fuck this but she didn't she dug deep and she went back and the finish that she got like that round in that fight was like just pure mma she showed grappling she showed wrestling she showed her striking like even her spinning shit and all this like she showed everything in that one mm. round like it just shows how hard she put like 
all the hard work she put in in camp. Do you know what I mean? And she deserved it. And like, hopefully she does just go on a little run now. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, Patty always says to me, it's like this. And then I might go up and then down. And like, I'm there now and I can feel mm. that. And mm. she was there as well. And then he was like, it's just going to shoot up. And that's mm. that's what I'm hoping for. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I'm working towards. And once I sort everything out in my mind and my personal life, I think mm. the next few years is just going to be go, go, go and win, win, win. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'm only at the start of my pro career. Like I'm only six fights in. I've so much more to give. Yeah. yeah also, shout, think, out to Molly, think... shout out to Molly as well, dedicating that win to Ryan Curtis as well. Yeah, yeah, unreal, deadly. I, I, I think with that as well, Sean, I think like going from fight, fighting on the local regional scenes here to then like fighting the UFC is like such a shock to the system as well that like, you know what I mean? Like all that media and press and all that coverage and, you know, your social media blow, blowing up and all that. It's very hard to ignore that with, with the fight coming hand in hand. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I can definitely understand why um that come get in the way come fight week so it, it, I, I will say though you do have an excellent team around you um you know you stay true to your team as well like your team is the same from day one how much do they mean to you everything like paddy literally like he doesn't just care about me and fighting he cares about me in life him and chelsea the two of them like i'm so 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 lucky to have them like throughout my pregnancy they were there for me like everything in my life they're helping me for like mm. do you know what i mean it's not just they don't just care about MMA and the money and the like, not that I've made any money yet, but like, do you what? know what I mean? They, <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't. But do you know what I mean? Um, it's like, it's just genuine. And I think it makes that difference. And it even that reflects then into my corner then when, when he's calling for something and I just do it instantly because I trust him so much and I know that that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, like, I think that's really hard to build. And I always find it so strange when I see people hopping from gym to gym because I'm like, how can you trust them in your corner? Your next fight is always the biggest fight of your life and you're dealing with someone you only know from your fight camp. I just find that mad. Like, I find that mad. Mm. But, like, yeah, Paddy and Collie, the two of them, and even John Connors, me, strength and conditioning coach, like, I, I'd be lost without them all. They're just, they're such genuine people and they just want you to do well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I remember in the build up to the fight as well. Uh, I think Paddy put up the story up saying that uh, everyone over in the UFC think Paddy and Collie are brothers. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like same but different, isn't it? <laughs> it's just funny. It's just like oh, they must be brothers. <laughs> the whole team was just the ginger series, Collie and Paddy. I was like, <laughs> strawberry blonde. I'm here, ginger now. <laughs> it's, it's strawberry blonde. Strawberry, Get it right. Strawberry blonde. Sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Ash, look like absolute salt to the earth, people. A bit like yourself, you know what I mean? Uh, unbelievable to see. Uh, one, one thing you touched on there, uh, I'd like to ask about was obviously you went over to Vegas for the Jiu Jitsu World Championship, and uh, obviously you picked up the gold medal over there. Uh, there was a massive uh, outpour of emotion when, when you won that final match. How much did that mean to you, and how good did it feel to be back to win ways? Yeah, it was unreal. Like the, the week before that, I genuinely I wasn't even going to go, and everyone was like, just go, just go, because the competition was really good. Because People know how I am, do you know what I mean? I've done competition my whole life and I was like, oh, I just really didn't want to leave Jason. I was like, oh, will I go, won't I? And then I ended up going and like, it was really nice to get them. Like my first fight, I was actually so nervous in the first round. Mm. I was like, real like him and Han. But then after that, I was like, fuck, because they, they go for it, them girls. Like, and mm. that's their, like, that's the way they are, the way I am with MMA, do you know what mm. I mean? So I was like, I used to get hyped up in the second fight. I was like, fuck this, let's go. So I <laughs> had a little pep talk in the corner. And then, uh, yeah, did I choke? The, yeah, I got, got a choke in the, that one and then armbar in the last round. So yeah, it was good. It was good to get that competition back in and then to be around because then I was around the lads from the UFC the whole week in the PI mm. and I got a fight the week after that you know what I mean so it's just nice to put your face in and be like don't forget about me uh, and t- t- tell us this obviously the UFC PI you never know who's going to be there who's the coolest person you've seen in the UFC PI um, bar, bar Molly of course yeah bar Molly yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think, there was fucking loads there it was just like this is mad like everybody was just I feel like so many of them are based in mm. Vegas like, and you can see how it is because the PI literally looks after you so well. Like, all your food is done, all your physio, all your SNC, like, everything is just done for you. And then the facilities that they have, like, so you can see why so many people move there. I was hoping mm. to see Dana. We went to the card on the Saturday night, and I was like, if I see Dana here, I'm going to ask him to build a crash in the PI. <laughs> <laughs> <Can> you... <laughs> Me and Jay should be like, see us. <laughs> can you get your washing and ironing done there as well? Oh, don't be short. I'm not messing. Like, they look at you. It's unreal. You just go into the app, book all your food, get all your supplements, book into the physio. Like, it's just, everything's just there. It's great. 
and then it's a good atmosphere as well because like some people are at the start of the fight camp some people are at the end and it's just you know like it's deadly and when you're booking in obviously this is going to be a sort of one just like a random question but uh for for those at home who obviously you've never been to the ufcpi when you're booking in like your team or whatever how many people can you bring with you at a time at uh, six i think okay Jeez, that's a lot like i suppose yeah well i thought but like then like there was people there doing like full training sessions with the whole team so like there's like a matted area mm. and there's two cages and then there's another like matted area and the big matted area like most of the time there was like classes going on it was like there was wrestling classes there like every morning it was weird i was like can i jump in on that or what's the crack like so they should actually do like a weekly show of people dropping in to the pi and just put yeah. it up on youtube and see what the story is i uh, get loads of views because it's like mm. the facilities unreal yeah it's great for networking great uh, yeah Shauna, if you were to come, like when, when you come back, is there somewhere ideally you'd like to fight? Because there is talks of Cage Warriors, Man oh, sorry, uh, UFC Manchester. Um, uh, they haven't announced any other European shows, but like, would you ideally be fighting in America or would Manchester be, would you be interested in that? I don't give a fuck where it is. I just want to fight. <laughs> like I genuinely, <laughs> the location, like I was happy that my next fight was in Vegas because I know the setup there. Mm. Um, like, and I know where everything is. I had my little hot yoga studio. I had, like, I had like the whole setup. So I wasn't just gone and not known. And as well, I only went for like six nights. So I was going to plan on going for two weeks because the time difference. And like, I, I really got affected by the time difference there. Like I've been to Korea and fucking places outside the world and I never had jet lag mm. like the way I did from Vegas. So I, like, I was like, okay, I probably would have only went a week, but I'm glad now that I know. So I was going to go two weeks out. And yeah, so there was like a few things that I kind of like picked up on for it being in Vegas. Mm. But like I've in with Invicta, we went to Denver, we went to Oklahoma and you do find your your shit like pretty fast. You know what I mean? You just do the research beforehand. So like I really, it, do, it doesn't matter. Like it, I don't care once I get a fight soon. Like I'm hoping to be back for Joan and everything should be back to normal by then. So yeah, fingers crossed for Joan. We'll definitely be announcing it when it when it goes uh, when it is officially announced, Shauna. Um, yeah. Over the weekend, you were also doing commentary at Cage Legacy Twenty, one of the biggest shows Ireland has ever had. What did you make of the event overall, Shauna? Really, really good. Like I think each show just keeps getting better and better, mm. and it's really professional. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's fair play to the lads on the team. Like, it's mm. it's growing and growing and growing every show, and there was decent fights. Even not even the last one, the one before that, and it, that was all people mostly making their debut. But it was actually mm. really good. Like, there was good talent for people just like making their debut on so early on in their career. And then there was obviously pro fights the weekend, but really, really good. George won his fight clinic performance literally dominated did you see that yeah yeah, what's yeah he, uh? he's he, he he's uh someone who i feel like might struggle to get matched at, at times as well uh now he's turned pro i feel like he's he's one of those ones who's like probably already at a stage where he's sort of a three four five fight person already even though he's one now a pro and people aren't going to be putting their hand up to step across the cage from that fella but uh no, he, he, he looks re really good yeah, um, if we can pay people to fight him. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say that, like, uh, obviously, uh, in terms of Hill and Martial Arts, like, you're obviously leading the charge there. He's now joined the pro ranks there. Um, seems to be, uh, those, those uh, bodies in around Paddy's weight seem to be really excelling there. Yeah, that's the one, isn't it? It's great yeah. that we have him to be able to do shit with because he's so good at mimicking a body. Mm. Like, it's actually, it's strange how good he is at doing it. Like, he'd just be. Like my next opponent, he'd be fighting. I'm like, oh my god, that's really good. You're fighting exactly like them. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> he's actually so good at it. <laughs> it's weird how good it like it's mad. I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> oh, shout out to Georgie. Um, also, just for people tuning in, in now, are you going to be coming for Laura Sanko's job next as well? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, that's an exclusive, Ross. Yeah, Mum B can do it all. Mum B can do it all. Uh, so obviously, um, the the show actually looked looked better than previous i don't know whether it was in the warehouse or not but like, yeah. like uh it looked like the best show they've done to date uh obviously yeah the way the ring or the cage was and mm. then it was like around and then they were up high as well do you yeah. know what i mean it was it yeah. was a nice little setup it was quite like compact if that makes sense mm. it reminds me of the ukfc show in liverpool i fought mm. on one of them before it was like there was a lower level and a higher level so it was nice so it was good mm. Good yeah, exactly. And I think uh, also, like, obviously, Conor McCarthy uh, also made his pro debut as well. That was a incredible head kick, kick knockout. Uh, fair play to him. Massive prospect. And then uh, 
uh, incredible gift for the card and the promotion, uh, Richie Smullen. And it uh, looks like he wants to fight in the next cage legacy as well. So uh, he he's looking to follow follow the Mama B route into the UFC by the, by the sounds of uh, the way he's talking. 100% he's been there before and I think he deserves to go back again. Like he has serious talent, like he's mm. his wrestling and jiu-jitsu was next level and then his striking is there as well. So there's no reason why he shouldn't be back in the UFC and he just kind of needs to rack up them fights and get recognised again and pop his face in and be like, hello, Sammy. Yeah, yeah he definitely has some unfinished business there. Uh, Sean, are you going to be commentating at Cage Legacy 21 that's going to be going down on the 24th of March in Mead? Yeah, I'm taking Browner's job now. I'm getting it. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Fair play to you. Someone has to do it. I know I wouldn't be able to keep... I like just sitting at the desk and having the chats and doing it. Like, that's fine. But yeah. Not, he just not the team was in good. Out, in out, in out. Fair play to The team was good. There's good chemistry there between yourself, Browner, and Nathan Kelly as well. Yeah, no, it's actually good, the three of us together. Because it's a little bit of the female side, the male side, and then Browner. He knows everything about everything. <laughs> Yeah. I'd be there reading his notes like mm. <laughs> he put serious effort yeah, in. Yeah, he'd there going, yeah, and uh, George had three scrambled eggs and toast for breakfast this morning. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the man does research in fairness to him. He does, doesn't he? And yeah. I'd be reading that before the show. I'd be like, that was no. <laughs> and all the information. Because no, <laughs> so many over. people, like, in the amateur scene, like, there's so many. They're just popping out of everywhere, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, like, but he has no one people that making amateur debut. Again and again. Sorry, what? He has he has notes on people making their amateur debut. Like how do you yeah, even have yeah, notes yeah. on that? You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Browner. Browner has yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's great to have someone like Browner there covering it and like having so much information about everyone as well. For the people tuning in as well. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But uh Sean, like we want to thank you for coming on the show. I know you have a load of beds there to bring up into the house. But uh, <laughs> is, is there anything else you want to say to the people tuning in now that can't wait to see you back in the octagon? Again, sorry, I uh, is there anything you want to say to the people tuning in now they want to, they cannot wait to see you back in the office? oh yeah I'll be back very very soon just a little bump in the road and come here I'm used to them I'm like that my whole life so we'll be back stronger and I've learned from the my, like my last debut I've learned so much so I just can't wait to put that into the cage because like I've been working with sports psychologists and mindset coaches and so I'm working a lot on my mind because I think I was just an autopilot for a lot of my since I came back from Jace, I was just an autopilot a lot of the time. Yeah, Sleep you're really deprived sure. and fucking whatever yeah. else. But um, yeah, so like I, I'm working a lot on my mind and mindset and the psychology side of it as well. So I'm really excited to get back in and show. And my skill set, obviously, I've been working loads on that. But I've done a full jiu-jitsu camp, which I never really got to do before either. Like mm. Because I was always just focusing on the MMA side. So I feel like me jiu-jitsu has leveled up as well. Um, So yeah, really excited to get back in there doing what I love there you have it no. folks hold off on booking those summer holidays yeah a mama <laughs> be fighting announced but it's coming June July um, um, for the summer so get, get your summer holidays booked in <laughs> June sorry not July uh, can't wait to see it um, it's going to be great to see you back in the cage and I, I hope things inside and outside the cage go smooth up until the build up thanks so much lads appreciate it yeah Shauna no thanks a million for your time we'll let you get on with your day so Rust that was mama B. It was good to have her back on the show. Absolutely, yeah. Um, obviously, people were wondering what was going on with her fight booked in March. Obviously, that's not happening now. Hopefully, we see her again in June. Um, look, she's an absolute legend for a start, but uh, she's she's flying the torch for Irish women in the UFC. She's the only one there, so uh, it will be great to have her back. And look, she's got all the talent in the world, and I hope she gets a great opportunity to display it soon. Yeah. No, and then it's good to see she's getting awards outside of the cage as well because mm. uh, it's good that like uh, MMA in Ireland is getting more notice. Uh, Ross, we were discussing Cage Legs. He was on over the weekend. Mm. and This weekend, Cage Conflict is on. But, um, we will have a special guest on. It is Tiernan Lockran who's going to be competing on the card. And then after that, we will be going over UC 298, UC 300, and all the energized questions. But Ross... The special guest is in the building. Yes, please. Oh, it's the one and only Tiernan Lockran. Tiernan, welcome to the show, bud. Yes, Louise. Thanks for having me. Thank you. No worries, Thanks. man. No worries, man. We're doing great. Ross, yeah, how are you doing? Great. Yeah, can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, happy, happy to be speaking to everyone's favorite Lockran. Yes. Tiernan. Yes. <laughs> everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite. Kaylin at home <laughs> raging right now. That's, that's actually every podcast I come on to, they start with that. The better the. The one that everyone likes. <laughs> <That> was... 
I think they wrote that for most. That's that was something that we definitely did. I tried that nine years ago, Ross. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. When, whenever you, whenever you, say, whenever someone says that you're going forward here and say, "Oh yeah, that's what the energy is, lads." Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the energy is getting started. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, well, Tiernan, you have a massive fight this weekend at Cage Conflict 11 in Belfast on the 24th of February. Uh, if you want to get tickets or if you want to get links, make sure to go into Tiernan's Instagram as well. And all proceeds will be going towards Ryan Curtis. Tiernan, how excited are you for the 24th of February? Fucking buzzing, lad. This is, this is the one. Everything I've worked toward, everything I've done in the amateur scene to now is all for this. It's all for this, this start as a as a professional MMA fighter, so no, I'm uh, I'm absolutely buzzing. But you know what it is? It's a, uh, it just feels it, it feels normal. It feels like another fight week. It doesn't feel like I'm fighting the Davenish on Saturday. Night. That's just that's another day to me now. Like I'm just so I'm so comfortable there now. So, um, it's the same as it always is. But no, I'm uh, I'm very excited now. Looking forward. To it. Yeah. No, yeah. So are we. Yeah, and the lads always put on a phenomenal show. It's run so well. Um, I can't wait to see it. Um, I even said last week that uh, obviously Cage Legacy was on, and there was a lot of hype for Conor McCarthy. But I was like, I think uh, a lot of people need to turn their eyes to Tiernan Lockran as well, and, and give him the same amount of credence that Conor McCarthy's getting. Because at the end of the day, you know, what I mean, like you're one of the best prospects this country has to offer. I can't wait to see what you do at uh, a pro. And obviously, uh, my first question is: obviously, your brothers had unbelievable success in the pro ranks. Do you feel like that adds any pressure to you to carry the Lockran name? Uh, <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, I was gonna try and think something there, but no. Um, I'm I'm own. It's my own career. Like it's got a mm. having Keel there is only a bonus. If I seen that as a pressure, or I seen that as a, I don't know, a disadvantage in any way, I, I feel like would be stupid. Um, no, there's abs. There's absolutely no pressure on me. Uh, in that regards, I have you have to win on Saturday night. I. If I go out and lose on Saturday night, it's a, it's definitely a bad start to the broker. So I don't plan to do that. But as far as Keon goes and trying to achieve what he's achieved, that's a, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even think of it that way at all. Um, it's I, I only see it as a good thing having them there. Uh, is there any sort of friendly rivalry between the two years? Do you do you ever say like you know I'll get that cage warriors belt sooner than you got or anything anything along those lines just for a bit of crack? Uh, I don't know if I'd come out with that one because I probably wouldn't do it. He won it in like he, he not won it in like seven months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he won it. He won it pretty fast. Uh, yeah, I he went through it. He went through it pretty quick. Maybe I'll get it at a younger age. I think he was like twenty six. Uh, I would probably give him. I would probably give him that one. But uh, as far as going through cage wars quicker than he did, that would be. That would actually be quite tough. But I'd give it a good go. Like. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, tell t- this turn. Obviously, um, you-, you were over living with uh, Kaylin over in Liverpool, and you you were training in Team Cowbon. And since that, you- you've come back back uh, back home, and you're training at Fight Academy Ireland, one of the best gyms in the country. Um, tell us what's it like now that you've had a few. This must be what your second or third camp now in Fight Academy Ireland. What's it like? Uh, Having that many camps under the belt, and how good does it feel to really integrate yourself part of that team? I think it's my fifth. Fifth, I is think... it? Jeez, you're flying through them. You're flying through yeah. them. I fucked me last year, so I, I fought Lally, Lavery, uh, yes, two two titles and two title defenses. So, yeah, that's five. This is my sixth. This is the really? sixth camp. Okay. Can I? You know what? You, you've been running through so, so many people, it's actually hard to keep up with in the uh, what's called last year. To be honest, this is, this is a lot of a lot of bodies. But, uh, yeah. Um. As far I this mm. is sixth sixth fight camp in, I actually think it'll be about a year since I've been in fight academy. The yeah, that's, that that was more that was more what I was getting at. Obviously, it's more the time span as opposed to the fight camps. I'd say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Every every single I feel like I'm improving every single time mm. on uh, under Pat and Liam when I when I went to fight academy. That was the one thing I said. I was like, I would never ask for my training to be this way, or I would never ask that. Like, whatever my coaches want to do, that is completely down to them. I would, mm-hmm. I would always said. But the one thing I asked for was fights. I just said like that. That's the one reason. Like, I, I need to get active. Pat, I just haven't, I haven't been getting fights. And sure, look what they done. They got, they got me six fights in, or this will be my sixth fight in the space of even ten months. I don't even think it is a year because Lolly was April. 
last mm. year in the space of 10 months um so even that aspect the amount they brought me on on fight night and then the the, the training in the gym they've uh they, i think everyone can see that though from the performances they brought me on leaps and bounds look so mm. no uh, uh, i couldn't be happier at the moment. C- couldn't be happier yeah. that fight against max as well like the hype for that fight was like off the rails. Was, I, hadn't, I don't think I'd seen anything like that for an amateur fight. Like the way we actually did the face off and the build up, and you both uh, <laughs> challenged each other for the energized glasses. Like that was that was good crack as well. But uh, I think ever since that, the, I think people are looking looking at yourself in a different light, and they can see what talent is there. I know Ross, you were just touching on it there, but like you you just keep going from strength to strength, and it seems like the whole country are really really. They, they can't wait to see you perform this weekend on the twenty fourth. Do you do you feel do you feel like you're getting like more support from the, the from Ireland? Absolutely. I, I kind of feel like I feel like me and Keel were over in Liverpool, and obviously we talked a bit of shit, and we always I only know, a bit. We we talked a wee we talked a wee bit of shit, <laughs> and we kind of got a bad name. And I feel like I, when I came to Fed Academy, everyone got a bit of a shock. They're like. Oh, he's actually quite—he's actually quite a nice guy, <laughs> in a way. But uh, no, it's—I would like—I—I I would never want the. Uh, obviously, it's good to have the support, mm. and as far as like Irish women fly at the minute, I would absolutely hate not to be part of that. Like to be excluded mm. from that in a separate group because that would—that would never work. Um, mm. So no, all this—all the support I can get would be. Uh, would I would always be appreciated. But as far as the Lally fight, like even I even look back on that Lally fight. Obviously, uh, the fight went how it went, but just from getting so the difference between me and the Lally fight, and even say like the Rui Lavery fight, just night and day, like just that getting that run of fights in between, knowing where I went wrong, um, and that's down to Pat and Liam too. So. No, I'm a I'm a different fighter from from the day I entered Fight Academy to the day now. I would run through that guy and I would I would give him five minutes and I'd be blown out of my ass because I'd be so exhausted with the just trying to handle fighting. You no, know, now I would I would run through that guy a hundred percent now. Yeah, well, look, like uh, I I wouldn't doubt it. Your running results uh, since that fight have been really really impressive. Um, fighting on cage conflict and fighting on your, uh, you've ran through uh, a load a load of bodies there, and like like you said, you've got the activity that you wanted to. Um, I suppose the question is, where do you want to guide your career? Do you obviously with Fight Academy Ireland, sort of the standard is turn pro, do one or two fights on cage conflict, and then look to get a cage warriors contract? Is that what you're looking at? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm not. There's been a few things spoken about, but. Nothing confirmed. Obviously, case conflict is the is the way now. I'm not a hundred percent sure what the plan is after that, but I'm in I'm in absolutely no rush to go to cage wars. Mm. I, I actually think I'll probably take a year outside of cage wars because I don't want to go and sign a I don't want to go and sign a deal. With, I was actually talking to my sister about this this morning. I don't want to go and sign a deal with cage wars and then be like like holding myself back from that top five. Because I literally, I, it sounds, maybe it sounds cocky, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, people can doubt me if they want, but I wouldn't fear one gay in that top five, in that father division, I wouldn't fear any of them. So, like, if I was offered that fight, I would find it very, very hard to turn down, especially mm. in, especially in six months' time, when I'm, I know I'm, I'm going to be even better under Fight Academy, or in a year's time, mm. I would find that fight very hard to turn down, and maybe you could start to convince yourself that you're ready for that but it's where that fight leads you to mm. like if, say you beat that top five guy all right he's flying he could fight for the cage wars belt soon you fight for the cage wars belt fuck me you win it now you're talking about the ufc dinner waste contender series and you're maybe 24 years old like i just i don't i don't want that i don't need that so mm. I feel like taking a year outside the cage wars build myself as a pro build that professional frame mm. more experience and then when I hit cage wars, my plan is just get the belt, get to the UFC. So are you sort of saying you'd rather for the next year maybe just keep head like start headlining and keep headlining cage conflict? Yeah, maybe, maybe I, I'm. I would still love to get moving about. Like I would still love to uh, 
get traveling and stuff uh different shows not necessarily i, I don't i don't mind finding case company i'm happy to find case company but anywhere literally anywhere and hey if you can get paid for doing it i would take it you may as well sign the best contracts that are available if boys are coming with better others and the fight suits and you can make a bit of money to make this life that bit easier because it's fucking it's tough like especially when i was an amateur for the last year you're i was training like a professional but i was mm. getting paid nothing mm. i can go out and make my year my years training a lot easier by taking a fight somewhere I don't know when a fight that suits, I'll I'll uh, I'll do that. Yeah, Ross, we were discussing that last week on last week's show. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, especially when you turn pro, like I don't think there's definitely a necessary need to rush it. But I think like for newly turned pros, like there was the likes of like APFC, Anthony Pettis promotion was over in the UK last year. I'm sure they'll be back at some stage this year. Uh, levels over in uh, Holland. I think Kalen actually fought in that at one stage. Um, like there, there are another promotion who uh, are sort of helping fighters with uh, less bouts, less professional bouts. So like there are a few around if you wanted to, you know, go across the UK or go into mainland Europe, or whatever. And then even um, I think Jer Harris fought on APFC over in the US as well. Yeah. So like, so, you know, there are shows that you can, you know, align your goals to that will. Uh, will definitely work out for you in your favor. So I think it's uh, definitely good to keep your options open and good to have a plan. It's good that you seem to have a plan in place here. A hundred percent. I'm sure, like, Joe Harris, I actually didn't know that. He fought, was that APFC? Was it in America? Yeah, I think it was like Milwaukee or something, or one thousands. What an experience that is. Like, like the likes mm. of Keelan going to fight America next week. It would have been great if Keelan had fought in America before this. Like, I'm not saying that's going to be a hindrance at all, but, like, that's for Jerry, like, and you'll learn. You get. You're not just. It's not the same. Like, you're flying. There's a lot going on. You have to deal with all that. Mm. Getting something on your pro career. So if I could, I don't know if I could get something like that, I'd be happy. Eat, but I'm not mm. saying if you get moved about Europe or anywhere mm. like that. Just stuff. Uh, just different. But there's been there's been talks there. There's been options there. So uh, have to see what happens. Yeah. Well, one thing's for sure, no matter what like what card someone from FAI is fighting on, the amount of the support they get is absolutely unreal as well, Ross, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, like if if you go up to the Devonish ever for a cage conflict, it's an absolute cauldron of venue. And if you're not an FAI fighter and you're fighting an FAI fighter, the crowd's gonna let you know all about it. Um also to add to that, like if you go to the Cage Warriors shows, um like the absolute ruptures for uh, when Paddy McCarry won his last fight or when Paul Hughes won his last fight uh, down in Dublin. Like, that was absolutely insane. Uh, sure, we, we even saw what happened when Caelan went and won the belt uh, um, over in uh, Italy. You know what I mean? Like, if there's an Irish man fighting on a card, they, they, they'll bring maybe 30 or 40 bodies, but those 30 or 40 bodies will make the noise of a thousand men. Fucking right, though. Well, there wasn't... Uh, how many was there in Italy? I think there was... I think it was ten of us, or maybe like twelve. Um, I that was that was fucking nuts. And then the the Italians beat the shade that was after. That's it. That's it's one all. <laughs> it's one all against the Italians. He'll <laughs> beat his arm. Then they kick the fuck out of us. And now I'm gonna get your man this week, and I'm gonna yell on Dre, and I'm gonna level the score. <laughs> I'm gonna make it two one. <laughs> oh, we definitely can't wait for it are you is Kellen going to be coming over to watch your fight and I take it are you going to be going over to Atlantic City as well to support Kellen yeah uh, definitely Kellen's over he's not coming to Friday night but it doesn't matter he was saying about the weight cut and all but I'm fighting at lightweight now so or fighting at lightweight for this fight mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter um, he's in on the Friday night and he's home on the Sunday and Atlantic City I am a uh, I'm 99% sure I'm going. It's fucking very expensive. It's very expensive, but you never know. You just don't know. Like, his next fight, I know there's talks about, I actually heard there's talks about Jordan Manchester. Mm, yeah. So I would assume Keel will be on that. So that's an easy one to get to. Like, you can you can go to that. Manchester, you can go there for 30 quid. Like, these days, over watching Keel in Atlantic City, like, that's, and Reese, Reese is fighting too. Like, mm. You're only going to get these days so much. So I was actually, I was 
talking about that this week, I'm uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely going to try and get. I'll figure out. Yeah. Well, make make you sure know, you know who's going for a bit of cash. That Pat Dude. McAllister fella. Is, <laughs> I, I I'd say I would say so, but I'll try and get it sorted before that if, if it comes down to. This. Yeah, uh, Tiernan, just make sure when you're booking your flights, they're to Manchester in England, not Manchester in America. Isn't that right, Ross? <laughs> you think? You would think you could make that mistake, but if I made that mistake, nobody finds out that I, nobody finds out about it. I don't. <laughs> I'm my Instagram story. <laughs> no, fair play, fair play to Kale, man. Fair play to him. He's, uh, we're absolutely buzzing to see himself and Reese at UC Atlantic City as well. That's one not going mm. not to be missed as well. I really, um, Reese is flying the gym too. He's fucking there. So I'm really excited. Yeah, he's de- he's definitely one of our favorite fighters as well. Like, just yeah. w- what a guy! Like, you know, put all the fighting aside. His fighting is like unbelievable. He's, his style is so exciting to watch. But like, the human side of it, like, what a nice guy! Like, I don't know if there isn't a nicer guy that I've met uh, in film people. He, yeah. he actually just is like, like, I, I I feel like I personally have a lot invested in him. I'm like, I'm like, that's my guy. No, he's, he, he's only all right. Um, <laughs> this weekend, bar your own fight. What other fights should people make sure to tune in and watch a cage conflict? Oh, God, if I start, if I started that last, sir, we how many do we have on us? Uh, it's about twenty fights, I think. I don't want to single anyone out because see, when people come on the show and like you maybe ask, uh, maybe ask like, who should we look up to? Who should we look mm. forward to? Jim and us here. I I know I'm always waiting. I always think, I hope he says me. So, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not say, I'll maybe not say any names specifically, but by the gym, the gym is fucking flying. I mean, the level, the level of fighters we have coming through, um, is absolutely crazy. So I would tell anyone coming to the show or watching the show, anyone fighting fight academy, expect a, expect a fight or expect a finish because if the, if the other guys about anything. Everyone is representing our gym is so um no just make sure to tune in. I think we're nearly covering every fight. I mean we're, we're most of it if, with that much fighters on, I would assume we are, but um no, it should definitely be a good one now. Yeah. Well in the I'll, I'll say something then. In the in on the main card, the three professional fights that are going down, obviously Tiernan's fighting on it, Eamon Dean and Henry Corrigan, obviously how <laughs> there are there three fights I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. Uh Eamon, Eamon Dean. Eamon is uh, Eamon is coming for violence. I would say he's coming. He'll be coming to knock that Italian clean out. So I'll definitely tune in for him. Just just for the pro fights, and then Henry, Henry's training like a fucking animal to me. He's he's training hard. Um, so I tune in, tune in to see Henry. Fucking big, could be a big year for Henry. That flyweight scene is it's there for the taking. Like even in cage wars and everything. So definitely, uh, definitely keep an eye out for him. Yeah. And shout out to everyone involved at Cage Conflict 9. It's definitely not one to be missed. As we said, make sure to get onto Tiernan's link or go onto Fight Academy Ireland for the link as well. All proceeds are going to Ryan Curtis, aren't they, Ross? They absolutely are. Let let the anarchy commence, as as, uh, as they will say on the night. Uh, yeah, there's some great, great fights uh, on the night, and there are some unbelievable people I'm looking out to see, and some uh, great title fights as well. Uh, Corn with Lockton's fighting for the title. Uh, Paddy Moran's fighting against James Slavin as well for belt. I I, I think there's uh, some uh, some some uh, decent fights on the card. Definitely not to be missed. And again, like if you're hesitating to buy that um buy that link, if you can't make it up to the Devonish, definitely uh, definitely consider doing so as those proceeds will go to Ryan Curtis. Um, Tiernan, what what is the the build up uh, like in the gym with um you know obviously Ryan Curtis being uh, first and foremost in uh, everyone's thoughts and prayers. Up in Fight Academy Ireland, is there a sort of a, a good buzz to try and uh, make this car as big as possible to give Ryan as much support as possible? Oh, absolutely. Um, look, the energy, the energy in our gym is always is always good, mm. but everyone just is that everyone is that wee bit more just because of what I, just because of what's been through. It's a mm. it was a tough start to the year for the gym. There's no point laying. That was a mm. what happened wasn't easy. But no, if uh, if everyone can't get a wee bit more motivation from Ryan and the fucking what he's shown, what he's made of the last few weeks, um, yeah. something badly wrongly. So I'm sure everyone will be, uh, everyone need me more pushed to get the win. 
exactly. Um, yeah, we'll we'll actually put a link to Ryan's um, GoFundMe page underneath this episode as well. Uh, Tiernan, there's a link in my bio too. Anyone who can, proceeds uh, are still going towards Ryan. So anyone anyone who can help, uh, click onto my or my bio, sir. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, Tiernan, just before we wrap things up, is there anything else you want to say to the people that are going to be tuning in to see you? compete on the 24th of February on Cage Conflict. Cage Conflict. Hard to stick on the Italians once again. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the, the Italian well, drubbing part, part three. Yeah. <laughs> no, Perfect. tune in. Uh, I'm coming. I, I'm going to come try and knock this man clean out on Saturday night. I want to make mm. a statement. Um, my last few wins, I always I always felt like the last ones in the amateurs, it was always just the thing to do. If I didn't take them down, I'd be being stupid. Rui Labry was a good striker. Your man Stanka was very dangerous. All them boys, the thing was to do was just take them down. But I've been working so I've been working so much on my striking as well as my grappling. So I'm gonna plan to get showing that off on Saturday night and uh take this Italian out. Hmm. Four ounce gloves, he won't be able to take them. Perfect. The stallion will be in full flow. Ah, full flow. Always. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Tiernan, thank you very much for your time. And um, we're going to let you get on with the rest of your day, bud. Yes. So, Ross, that was Tiernan Lockran. Your favorite Lockran brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolute legend. And uh, big, big shout out to Caelan as well. Um, massive love for the two of them. Two W's coming in, in for the Lockran brothers. Um, the point of four Irish day will be flowing for them. Yeah, free flowing, man. Um, yeah, well, like that was Sean on the show and Tieran on the show. We have guests on every week. We're here every week, so make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, Ross, as I said, Cage Conflict is on this weekend. Cage Warriors San Diego is on Friday. They're back. And also PFL versus Bellator goes down this weekend as well. But Ross, we have to talk about UC 298 that happened over the weekend. Um, there's a lot of action. Where do you actually want to start in this? I want to start with Oban, Elliot. We might as well start at the bottom and work our way up. Um, <clears throat> what a performance from Oban. Obviously, he got rocked in the first by Val Woodburn. Uh, he came back, and it was a really dominant performance. Um, he showed all aspects of martial arts. He uh, was he was still good on the feet after getting rocked. Um, showed great wrestling, and he was constantly looking for, for that finish with the rear naked choke as well. Um, I thought he looked great throughout the entire fight, bar obviously maybe the first 30 seconds. And then, uh, obviously, it was really cool to see him meet Chael Sonnen and meet CM Punk. What a guy. Oban Elliott was living out his dreams, and I was here for it. Yeah, no, same. The thing is, right, in the bill of Richard Shore put out a post saying he thought that the fight was on uh, 185 pounds, and then they had to cut loads more weight. Was that a joke? Yeah, that was a joke. That, that was, was a joke, joke yeah. yeah, okay. yeah it was a very good joke. That uh, Obviously, uh, Sh- Shaky was uh, catching the internet because uh, the amount of people were like, Oh my god, that team's so unprofessional. How do they not read the contract? These guys are idiots, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but obviously they, they were breaking their heart laughing at them. Um it seemed like an easy enough uh white cup for, for, for the Welsh gangster. Yeah. Do you know what fight I'd like to see next for Oban, Elliot? I'm gonna get well, I guess or will I let you say it? Because I think I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I already said it, but I mean well, like oh yeah, I, I think Oban Elliot versus Kiefer Crosby at UC Manchester would actually be brilliant. Yeah, I think uh, I'd definitely be here for it. Massive fan of both guys. Uh, I think both guys come come to come to fight, and yeah, I'd be here for it. I, 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 as much as I love it, I also hate it as well. I wouldn't want either yeah. one of them to lose, but uh, I think I think it would be a great fight for the two of them. Yeah, no, man, we're obviously massive fans of both yeah. guys, but like, I don't think the UFC really care if it's a Welsh guy against an Irish guy. Yeah, true that, true that. Yeah, um, yeah, and then obviously next we saw. Ian Machado, Gary, um, pick up a unanimous decision win. Oh, sorry, split decision win over uh, Jeff Neal. Um, I thought Ian Gary won. I didn't really score for Jeff, uh, or I didn't really see how it could have been scored for Jeff Neal. Uh, I thought the first round uh, was close enough, but uh, to me, and the second round actually wasn't too far apart, but uh, I, I definitely think Ian won. I wasn't sitting there going, oh, come the third round, Ian really needs to pull this out of the bag. I thought uh, he looked to be the better fighter. Uh, I felt like, you know, he did a great job of n- not getting hit as much and hitting Jeff Neal more. Uh, he fired up one or two, like, lovely knees up the middle. Uh, I thought it was quite a classy performance for me and Gary. And look, you know, as I say, whether you love him or you hate him, 
He's got the skills to pay the bills one way or the other. He is on the verge of being a top five UFC welterweight fighter. Um, and you know what? I know he's getting a lot of backlash at the moment. And he's getting a hard time from all your fans and fans, fans afar. But um, at the end of the day, he's the best fighter this country's had since Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, I felt like Ian was on a bit of a damage control mm. tour during the week. Um, for instance, when the press conference went down, you only got asked one question. And if this was UFC 296, he was about to be the biggest. Like, he would have got asked a load of questions by a lot of people. And then to mm. ask one at the press conference, it was very, very strange. Yeah, and um, it was sort of a, a question off the back of a question to Jeff Neal as well. Yeah. It was a backhanded question for his opponent first. Yeah. And then I saw a lot of stuff on X, people saying that Ian's not doing any Irish media. Why isn't he doing any Irish media? And um, the thing is, for people tuning in, we actually, we didn't ask Ian to come on the show in the build-up. Like, obviously, yeah. we would have had him on. Like, But we had him on in the build-up to his last fight, and he still hasn't fought. So we're sort of going to be asking the same questions again. And then I saw he eventually jumped on with Severe. Like uh, like after the press conference on a Friday, which was very late. Like, uh, yeah, it, it seemed I, to be very, very what? sort of like I, I, I can't remember the last time I saw a fighter doing an interview after the press after weigh-ins. Yeah, that way that wasn't but, uh, a BT Sports or TNT Sports, whatever you want to call them, at the weigh-ins. I think he sense. must have seen the backlash, man, because like when he was coming out, he was getting booed. He he didn't seem to be really, really enjoying that. He also went on with Lydia Des Dolls on Beat FM, which is a, a radio station in Cork. No, I don't even think that's Cork. I think it's like Loud or something. Sorry for the people who tune into Beat, or it could be Wexford or something, which is very strange. But um, obviously, uh, Layla's friends with Lydia, so like maybe it's not that strange. Mm. But um, when you when you're looking at that. I, th- I think he was like, right, well, I need to get more Irish people talking about my fight and backing me up. Mm. Um, like, no person, every every Irish person we post, people like support them. Some people say whatever. But with Ian, a lot of people were like responding to him and um, like hating on him. Um, I think I think he's going to have to sort that out in the future because, uh, excuse the pun, I think he's going to have to sort that out in the future because... Um, Look, when he goes in there, he does the job. Nobody ever says he's a shit fighter. And that's like, you can't mm. deny that. But even the way when he was walking out, then like Layla was there, he's, they keep the camera kept panning back to Layla as if it was like an NFL game. And it was like uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs and they were going to Taylor Swift in, in the audience. Everyone knows what's going on. It's um, ho- Hopefully he just looks like, pays not pays it back, but sort of looks Sorry, tries to carry the Irish MMA scene with him, the way Connor did, the way he's like, if mm. one of us goes to war, we all go to war. If one of us goes to war, we all go to war. Rather than saying stuff like, "I'm going to be too big to fight in Ireland." Um, yeah, I, I think I think sometimes he actually doesn't have bad intentions, and he just words it wrong at times. I think, yeah. I think, I think he. What he actually meant to say, or what I'm hoping he meant to say, is that he doesn't want Dana White to say, oh, that that venue isn't big enough to host a UFC fight night with you as a headliner or whatever. I think that's what he sort of was like alluding to. Not that, like, I'm too big to fight in Ireland type thing. Uh, I think that's what he sort of meant, and I think that's, that's where I, I would hope... Well, that's what I'd hope he meant from it. I think uh, at times, like, you know... When he says, I want to represent Brazil, and, you know, he sort of is like, I want to live and die here in Brazil. I think sometimes that, like, also rubs up some of the Irish fans the wrong way. Um, Like, I know he's even says, Even the green shorts, man. I'm, I'm, like, were, were the green shorts the original plan? He never really wears the green shorts. He could have had the yellow ones ready to go, and he's like, no, 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 no. Change them to green, bud. Well, you know what? It's it's hard it's hard to know like it's hard to know because like he yeah, probably no. has both he probably has both pairs in the bag at all times anyway because I think he wore the yellow shorts when he was overtraining in SPG Ireland, um, and at the end the of the day, is, like the thing is, he, do you know what he needs to do? He needs to start saying a few jokes as well. Everything's just so serious. It, like he needs to crack a few jokes, like show off a bit of like Irish personality as well. 
and like it's just constantly just mm. talking about like defending his family. Like I mean, you need to see more of the personality rather than like he's he's a dad, he's a husband. Mm. Like show a bit more personality. When we met him for the first time years ago, like he had a, he cracked a few jokes. He was funny, mm. and like I haven't seen that side of his personality come out. Hopefully that comes out in the future because if he is to headline a UC Dublin at some stage, he's gonna need to have a bit more personality. Like. For yeah, people to be I, I, more endearing. I, if for him to be more endearing to the public, to to rob like a few American terms, I think he's constantly playing defense at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I feel like he needs to come out with maybe a a, f- a few lighthearted bits where it's uh, you know maybe even if he came back to Ireland at some stage and did like a you know a video walk around the streets saying like these are his favorite things to do or this is what he used to do when he lived here something along those lines. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, I feel like the connection isn't as strong as it should be for how, how good he's doing. And I'm not saying when he comes here, he doesn't get a massive reception. I'm sure he does. I'm sure anyone, when they see him, you know, it's really nice to him. And anytime we've actually seen him face-to-face in person, it's always been a very pleasant interaction. I just think that when it comes to the Irish fan base, I feel like they don't feel as connected to him. I think when McGregor was on his rise, you know, had a pot to piss in, he was on the he was on the scratch and he carried the nation on his back and he said everything he did he said he was doing it for for Ireland and I also feel like maybe Ian's a victim of that as well that you know McGregor was his hero and he's trying to live up to what McGregor did and it's hard for him to uh, emulate that or put his own spin without being compared to him all the time as well. Yeah, well, like he's going to be compared to him because he's Irish. Mm. Um, yeah, well, look. Who, who knows what's going to happen, but um, we're going to be tuning in. And mm. the thing is, Ross, just a quick one now. He called out Colby Covington after the fight. Yeah. Do you want to see Ian fight Colby Covington next, or would you rather see him fight Sean Strickland next? I think I'd actually be more interested to see the back and forth with Sean Strickland as in that. But uh, look, I'd happily see him fight Colby Covington as well. Like, to be honest, I don't really want to see Colby Covington fight after the Leon Edwards fight. Um, just the stuff that he said in that presser was like, like I know there's so many lines that people say, oh, they crossed the line, but like what he said in that one was just like beyond crossing the line. Like talk about someone's dead relative to set a fight is just something I'm not here for. So like, if Ian Gary fights Colby Covered and retires him, I'm here for it. Yeah. Ian was like, right, who gets more booze than me, Colby Covington? Right, I'm fighting him. <laughs> <laughs> This is the only way he can turn it around, and we're going to be here for him, man. You yeah. see, what a what a like, you can't beat it. But then um, they Ian said he doesn't care about the booze, so like, but people it, care about the booze, yeah. man. You know yeah, me? well, t- well, you put it this way: booze or cheers are better than silence. Yeah, but like, okay, well, just booze isn't good. Like, you you at least no. want some people. No, not for somebody who's actually naturally like a baby face. Yeah, yeah. Wee <laughs> <laughs> terms out there. Um. Yeah, just a couple more fights we want to, like we we have to discuss. Marab Devashvili defeating Henry Cejudo. Ross, what's next for Marab? And also, do you think Cejudo's like, geez, I should have just retired when I did? Uh, I think he needs to know whether he was done, and now he's done in terms of Cejudo. I think when Marab actually like picked him up and ran across the cage with him over his shoulder, I think like that was probably the moment he knew it's time to retire. Um, and then with Marab, I love seeing fight Sean O'Malley next. I I, I think like. Marab, like I was saying to you, he should have had the Sean O'Malley jacket, put it on after after the fight, and called out Sean O'Malley. That would have been the move to make. Um, whether he gets the title fight or not next, we'll see. But like again, I think if Cheeto Vera wins, I could definitely see Marab versus Cheeto as well. So like I think that's that's the fight. Yeah, but I think my favorite part of that fight was when Marab carried Cejudo over to Mark Zuckerberg, and then Mark Zuckerberg was just there laughing. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Henry Cejudo is now no longer using Facebook. Um, in the co-main event, Ross Robert Whitaker defeated Paulo Costa as well. And then the, the fight we have to speak about is the main event. Alexander Volkanovski was defeated by Ilya Teporia by knockout in the second round. Ross, do you think that when Volkanovski had Mark Zuckerberg in his corner, that was bad luck? I didn't know what that was about, but. Volk's a funny guy, so like I'm not surprised. Uh, look, I actually think I predicted that uh, Taporia would win my knockout in this fight. Yeah. Um, I don't know, there's something about him. He seemed like a man on a mission. Uh, I think 
Volk maybe turned around too fast after the last Islam fight for my liking. I like to see him taking an extended period of time off. Uh, I know he's calling for a rematch, so like I'm not gonna like tell him he can't have a rematch, but uh I'd love to see Taporia fight Max Holloway next, regardless of the outcome of Max Holloway versus Justin Gaethje at UFC three hundred. I think that's the fight that people would love to see. And who would you favourite in that? I don't know, hard to see say because like obviously like a lot of that will be happening in boxing range. I think Max is actually a better boxer, but Ilya seems to hit like a truck, so uh hard to say, but uh I don't know. My head says to pour you, my heart says Max. Man, go with your heart, man. Um just another question, Ross, on that. Volkanovsky went up, fought Islam Makachev, lost twice, and now came back down to his division and now lost to Ilya Tapuria. Do you think that Volk went for greatness, didn't succeed twice, has now jeopardized him in his own division. Not so much the first fight, but definitely the second fight. I think um, second time out, I think when he lost and got knocked out, I think he needed to put himself on ice. Um, I, I think he said himself he doesn't do good when he's not busy. And I think that's when maybe his team need to intervene and say, look, you need to go on ice, take a break for six months. No heavy sparring for six months. Like, not saying don't go to the gym for six months, but uh, take that break off, let everything heal up, and then go again. And then who would you like to see Volkanovski take on next? I would just like to see him take a long break, and I don't think it's actually even worth putting name out there. Yeah, I think like let's just let it lie and see where he goes from there. All right. And then, finally, the main event has been announced for UFC 300. It is Alex Pereira taking on Jamal Hill. Ross, was this the fight you were expecting? It it definitely wasn't. And like, look, I actually don't hate the fight because obviously Jamal Hill never lost the belt. Uh, Pereira is now the current champ. Um, I, I don't hate it. I don't think it's the name recognition that people were looking for for UFC 300. But obviously they were trying their hardest. Like they were, you can see like John Jones turned down a fight at 300. Uh, Leon Edwards said yes to three fights. None of them came to fruition, which is a, uh, quite strange. Uh, obviously, we assume one of them was Hamza Chimaev, Uh and apparently none of them were Bilal, so I wonder what the other two were. Um, maybe one of them was, was Islam. Um, who knows? That that was uh, maybe a possibility. But um, look, it is what it is. Like I think it's a great card overall. I'm excited to watch it. For me, my personal main event is probably Max Holloway versus Justin Gaethje. That's the one that I'm doing to see the most out of all, all the fights on the card. Do you think Alex Pereira is a bigger star in the UC than Leon Edwards? No, I actually think Leon's probably a bigger star at the moment, yeah, yeah. I would say. Yeah, I think... Like... Which fight do you think he, is bigger then? Which fight do you think is bigger? Pereira versus Jamal Hill or Leon versus Bilal Muhammad? No, Hill versus Pereira I think is bigger. I think... Um, I, I think prayer looks great for your photo ops and like your your face offs and that, but obviously like at the end of the day, like his English isn't the May West. Therefore, like <laughs> when you're doing press conferences for the biggest fight of the of the year, you know what I mean. Like it's handy when the main event speaks English, especially with the co-main event being two Chinese fighters fighting each other and they can't speak English. So I wonder will Justin Gaethje and Max Holloway have to do a lot of the talking at these press conferences. Yeah, well, uh, the card is like absolutely stacked, mm. and also we have two UFC two ninety nine to look forward to, and this weekend, um, Moreno is taking on uh, Roy Val two UFC fight night as well. So the UFC train keeps marching on. Ross, I'm gonna have to get into the energized questions as well before we wrap things up. I want to thank you for people putting the questions in. Um, there's one Daryl Cal sent in. What's next for Volk? Um, I, we just discussed that there, Ross. Mm. Um, if maybe a Josh Emmett. Yeah, I think I think someone of that elk, someone from like sort of seven to four, I think somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, and then uh, Darko also asks, tossing in Gary's next opponent if Colby doesn't agree. Yeah, interesting. Um, I think I think Wonder Boy is a great option. Um, I'd be here to I'd be here to here for that. Um, why not in Gary versus Wonder Boy? I think Ian's called him out a few times. Uh, I think stylistically, it'd be a great fight and. Yeah, why not go for that one? Yeah, and then Shane McDonald asks, Hey lads, hope all is good. Who do you think is the next Irish fighter to get signed to the UFC? 
Well, I, I, I think I'm going to say there's only one big news. Paul Hughes, I think for me is is, is next man up. So let's get let's get that paperwork over to him sooner rather than later. Yeah. Well, I, I'd go with potentially Danny McCormick as well, Shane. Um, Invicta world champion. I think mm. she's still trying to get another fight and a win there could put her into the UFC as well. And then shout out to Eric OD96 who gave us the shout out on the, while driving the car. So Eric, you better be driving safely, bud. Um, what's next for Richie Smullen after his win a Cage Legacy 20, Ross? Well, I think he said he wants to fight a Cage Legacy 21. Um, Richie Smullen's obviously making a trek back to the UFC. So uh, I assume Declan Kenna might, maybe he'll try and rebook the fight against the Greek fella he was originally supposed to fight. I don't know why that fight actually fell out. Um, I didn't know the Greek fella at all, so I didn't really care to ask. All I knew was Richie got a replacement. So maybe if your man's injury isn't too bad or whatever reason he can't fight, maybe he's back in. Well, Ross, that's all the questions, but if you want to get your questions in, send them in. We always put a box in on Sunday on the Instagram page and uh, we'll read out the questions. And if you want to be anonymous, you can be as well. But, uh, Ross, that's another another show in the books. Last week it was just ourselves. Um, mm. I thought it was pretty pretty good. People seem to like it. But uh, we have two great guests here, like Shauna, Irish UC superstar, and um, I w- like I'm definitely not going to be surprised if one day Tiernan ends up in the UFC as well, and then hopefully they put Tiernan against Kalen in a fight to headline UFC Dublin. Man, I love it. I'm absolutely here for it. Let's go. Two absolute brilliant fighters on this week. Let's try to get another good guest in next week. Who knows who we'll get. If there is any also guests you want to get us, on, us to get on for you, uh, send us a DM and we'll see if we can uh, work our magic to get, make that happen. But uh, for those who are sitting at home watching or listening and, or in the car listening, make sure to like, share, subscribe. And as always, stay, stay energized. energized. Energize show. Up the Irish. Been sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you're doing... Some interviews with Dylan Moran and that I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.